That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wint. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Tom King. I write Batman Bitch. And this is Bat Force Radio. Welcome back to Bat Force Radio, the Batman slash DC podcast with no limits, reporting live from the epicenter of the epicenter of the epicenter. I got Bat Force Tom over in California. Humana, 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 humana. I got the Grumpler over in New York. Yo. You got Robin Cross up in Canada. What's happening? You got Teasus over in Jersey. Believe me. And I got a Grandpa Batman over in Texas. Yes, sir. So this is a Bat Force Town Hall meeting. <laughs> um, <laughs> State so, of emergency. I wanted to discuss this topic, basically the question of um, being that Diamond is supposed to start redistributing books and possibly merch. Uh, yeah, well, uh, just just before we started recording, Steve was asking about this, so I'll just get that uh, right out of the way. So uh, in the last couple weeks, there was a retailer who tweeted uh, about Diamond having scheduled uh, a shipment of DC books to ship on April 20th. Uh, and then news sites started running with that. So really quickly in response to that, Diamond put out a statement saying, okay, slow down. We put that up because we have to have a date listed. You know, They had to put in their final order numbers with DC for books that, that DC wanted to ship. So for their database, they had to have a date. So that was their like a a speculative date. So best case scenario, they they were thinking possibly we could ship on, on April twentieth, but we don't know if that's a firm date so far. Uh, I I expect that'll be updated and it might be it might end up being a little bit closer to the end of uh, April, maybe even beginning of the next month. But uh, just yesterday or the day before, Marvel put out a statement that they intend to begin publishing at the end of this month. Leads us into the big question of um, what will the future look like? What will the near future look like for comic book shops in a COVID-19 world right now? And uh, I'm, I'm really curious because it's just, it's strange thinking about when you go, like, say when we go to Midtown Comics or Royal, it's like everyone is on top of each other. They get their titles. People are picking up books, looking through them and putting them back on the shelves, things like that. And now that's like comic book culture. <coughs> Wednesdays, you go, you get your comics, you talk to people, you're looking through books, yada, yada. But now everything's changed for the foreseeable future. And it's like, what what is the future going to be like for comic books? Or... Are they going to be polybagged? Are we going to have to wait online to get it? Are they going to be appointments to pick up curbside? Plexiglass in front of the cashiers? No more cash? Robin, you know, you are you would have a really good idea about all of this and what's in the near future. What, what do you think? 
I, I think a lot of it is going to be different regionally. Uh, it depends on how hard places were hit and where they stand as of when things start uh, start to get moving again. Uh, so places that, that are doing okay, and we, we're already seeing that some places are already trying to open things back up already. So I think some places are going to be in better shape and more able to function a lot closer to normal than some of the harder hit places. Like, I, I imagine New York is going to be a while before you guys get uh, anywhere near normal again. But some places we might see uh, get a little bit closer to that. And you know, I think everyone will, over time, start to trickle back towards normal. But uh, yeah, yeah, as of right now, we're waiting for the go-ahead to start again with curbside. Uh, right now, all we can do is home delivery. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of talk of shops... Uh, not surviving this shutdown time. And I can see that being the case for shops that uh, are not in a position to offer home delivery and, or uh, if Back they issues. don't, or if they don't make, yeah, exactly. If they don't make, uh, if they don't have a lot of stock in the way of back issues or, you know, the more diversification of their products, like uh, action figures, pop figures, you know, uh, other collectibles. Uh, I can see those shops going down, but, my place in particular is still doing quite well, considering that you know we can't be open to the public, letting people come in. We're taking orders online and over the phone, and doing deliveries out to houses. And you know, it's at the very least, it's enough to pay the bills. And between shops being able to do the bare minimum amount of business like that, and with uh, gaining subsidy payments from local governments. Uh, I think most shops should be able to get through this because uh, it's not going to be too long a time yet. Um, I'm probably giving away a million-dollar idea here. I should probably keep my mouth shut. <laughs> but um, this is a perfect opportunity to someone for someone to come up with a comic shop system where it's like um, Uber, Uber Eats, where <laughs> the comic shop has like a pull system. And based on whatever you're pulling that month, you get a delivery at your house from a dude that you're not paying directly. You're just paying off the app. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's like the shops app. And like you don't even, you know, just once a month, this guy comes and brings you comics. And because uh, that's like uh, a great way to combat all the issues that a lot of these places might be having, depending upon where you live is you don't want you know people coming and getting a lot of foot traffic through the, uh, through the shop. So this is a good way of just bringing it to them. But I yeah, think like geeks to go. I'm on it, Tom. Thanks for it, it's, it's, it's fun you say that because I've talked about uh, the the potential of doing something like that. Because uh, where our shop is located, we're across the street from uh, from a bus station. Oh, so, yeah, it's it's the it's the bus depot. You know, like where all the all the city buses go and the Greyhound buses mm -hmm. as well. And right across the street, like so, on on our side of the street, so mm -hmm. right across from the bus station is a pretty busy cab stand anytime you look out there's there's usually anywhere from two to five cabs sitting there waiting for fares so we're in a great place where even cab drivers could pick up a job like that where you know they don't have a fare because how often do you see i don't know what it's like where you guys are but oftentimes around here you'll see a cab uh, sitting somewhere you know for maybe an hour yeah. waiting for for the next fare to come in so those guys could have the option to to swing a delivery like that, and you know, they're they're right there, 
beside us. Like we have a fleet of cabs basically yeah. sitting right there. They could just take a delivery, go back out and, you know, maybe while they're out on that delivery, they get another fare and then they can go from there. It's funny you mentioned that word. I see cabs sitting around all the time. Get a job cabs. Quit sitting <laughs> around. <laughs> <laughs> what a jerk. Dude. But you know, what's been scary is I think like something, regardless of how well you might be doing or not, the one thing that has really shown, like right now, how important social like media is if you're not open, because if you're like if you're a shop that isn't open, the best thing you can do is keep engaging your customers like through like yep. email, through social media posts, because the shop by me, the one that I just because it's close by and for the most part, they're somewhat reliable. I haven't gotten any word from what's going on in, in a month. And I was just saying earlier in the chat, I'm like, dude, like, what? Like, well, I don't know if this place is going to be open, like, whenever they start letting people open. Whereas, like, there's all these other shops I know that are doing home delivery. Even if they're not doing home delivery, they're doing, like, Instagram lives. They're, like, doing raffles. They're doing all this stuff to keep their yeah. clientele in on the loop. So that way you know is the minute that they open up, people are going to be there. And it's like, man, if you're a comic shop that, that if you're not providing a service, like, you need to provide some sort of, like, contact with with the outside world because no joke man like i don't know if that shop's going under or not i just yeah. literally have no idea and it's sad because uh it was a pretty i mean they were a pretty good shop especially in like the area they were in like over here in uh Claire, was it claremont yeah claremont in um over here in california like there's a nice little downtown area always foot traffic of people who aren't comic readers going in there you know kids picking up toy they had a good good assortment of toys um, they didn't have a lot of back issues, which fucking really is probably hurting them now. But they were big on the, the hardcover graphic novels. They're big on the indie books. They had like a t-shirt wall. They had a bunch of pops. They always had every Mezco that was hard to get. Like they order almost every Mezco they can. So, you know, they had all the good like figures. But it's like, dude, like put up a Facebook post, put up an Instagram post. Like what's oh, going on with that? Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if you're being proactive and you have product you can continue selling, it's, it's very sustainable, especially given the fact that uh, so many comic readers and even just people in the community are eager to help keep places afloat. Um, do you, because we have the, uh, the home delivery going, uh, a week ago today, I went into the shop and I spent a couple of hours probably, uh, doing a virtual tour. So I you know, took a bunch of pictures in, in every different room of the shop and did a video where I walked in from the front door and walked through every room of the shop and just threw that up on the Facebook page. And, it, you know, keeps people, keeps yeah the shop in people's minds and helps keep people active. You know, they see things like, Oh yeah. Even if it's not, you know, something to read, it could be a statue that, you know, like, Oh yeah, I, I'd been eyeballing that before all this happened and I haven't spent any money in two months. So I'm going to call up the shop and ask them to bring me that statue. <coughs> yeah, there, there are a lot of ways for places to, to keep money coming in. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to go, there's a different comic shop by me, but that makes me fucking want to support them. Like I know they got statues in there right now. And, you know, haven't been able to buy comics in over a month and a half. Like, there's a little bit extra change in your pocket. Like, I can afford a statue right now. You know, like a, a nice little black and white or something like that. Like, that's what people, if you're, like, wondering what can I do to help support, like, my local shop. Like, buying figures and statues right now is, like, the perfect thing. Because And, and, and that's really the best thing because shops, sure, they, they don't have 
uh, an overhead as far as they're not paying invoices for for new product coming in. But you know, depending how much they're getting from the government and what their rent and utilities and everything yeah. are, you know, just just doing that can make all the difference for them. You know, just uh, if a couple people do what you just said and you know ask them, hey, uh, do you still have that statue in there? I, I would like to grab that. That can help them survive the week. Yeah. What is what is it that was it Midtown that had a GoFundMe or something? Who was Forbidden it? Forbidden Planet. Forbidden. Oh shit. Yeah, and they're you know they're in a, a really dense part of downtown Manhattan. The you know uh, it's like the East Village area, and uh, you know it's Manhattan. Rent is high everywhere. Yeah. And uh, I mean for you to apparently it says on their post they shut down their website. Oh, no. So I think the wording is that we just turned our website on again. Well, that means you shut it off at some point, which, well, I don't know why you do that. And, uh, God, even do an eBay store. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. You, yeah. What do you have to do besides take pictures of your, you know, your stock and just throw it on eBay and then, you know, do the social media thing? Because mm -hmm. they're, they're, not, they're not a mom and pop. They got a place in, don't they have a place in the UK, too? It's Forbidden Planet in the UK, but I don't know if it's, you know, same ownership or, or what. There used to be one at uh, Universal City Walk. Um, they, they, I don't know if they sold it, though. It used to be Forbidden Planet. I'm pretty sure it was owned by the same people in New York, but they ended up selling it. I don't know if there's still a collectible shop there, but I remember it well. Like, it was a legit shop. Yeah. And uh, always had hot toys in there, always had statues and figures. That was a dope-ass little place to come check out, but that's, yeah, yeah man. It's a great shop. I mean, and the stuff is just, you know, I guess sitting there not collecting dust. Like, why not yeah. try to move? Yeah. The, the funny part is, I was talking to the guys a while ago. They're trying to raise 300K on their GoFundMe. Oh, shit. Yeah. I, I felt like that was overly eccentric. You know, like to be asking for charity like that was a little crazy, but I mean, I, I don't know what, what the, goal what the is, rent but, is. You know, yeah, rent that, that, that was my second question. Like, in their statement, they wanted to provide pay for rent for the next couple of months and pay their staff. But yeah. okay. to, me, to, to me, I felt like 300K was really crazy. Like, do live auctions. Like, Roy I see Royal Collectibles, yeah. uh, Torpedo Comics. They're, they're treating this like QVC almost. And that kind of fascinates me because yeah. it's such an older um, format and engine that's been out forever and it still exists. And it was kind of cool to see that happening again and now you're kind of engaging with people in live chats and it's right. almost like a bidding war but that's another way to really start selling your back stock and you know it keeps people engaged because the reason why we go to these comic shops is because we want to have that experience you know and that's that's the thing that i question with this whole delivery process because we love to be wednesday warriors and walk into the shop and see the same faces every week and obviously, we're not going to get that for the next few months. So, yeah, you know, you know, kind it's, of yeah, I guess it all depends on the type of person that you are. If if you don't mind being in like a lockdown versus, because I thought I was being the same way. I thought I was gonna just miss going and doing all this shit. I'm having a fucking great time. Like same. <laughs> like to be honest, like I I'm able same to work here. from home. I just took a week off from work because I was working my ass off because they're beating us over the fucking head with this work from home bullshit. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I, I'm like, I'm still working, so I can take a vacation, can I? Like I would any other day. And my boss is like, yeah, you can. I was like, I'm going to take a fucking week off. Took a week off. 
this quarantine thing ain't that bad. Like, <laughs> you know, I go on, a, I go online, I go on yourself, man. <laughs> it just depends on like, I think it's my cave has a lot of, sh- is everything I need. The, the bathroom is five feet away. Fridge is 10 feet away. But you like going back to, uh, going back to comic shops and what they're able to do right now. Um, shout out to, uh, oh God damn, I'm for Torpedo Comics. Um, John Domain's place, but they also have one in Orange County now. That uh, it's I think it's it's Torpedo by name, and John does own it, but it's very much operated by a guy who used to own his own shop in Orange County. And um, both the Las Vegas uh, store and the Orange County store are killing it with those live auctions. Yeah, um, hmm. they're they're going live like every fucking day, and they're selling <laughs> comics every day, like. You know, if you're looking for high grade, like key issues, they are literally doing live auctions on those things every single day. And that books they're pushing and moving is very awesome. And um, I mean, like, good for them. They have the, have the ability to do that. And they have people that know how to run the social media account to be able to do that. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's crazy. But it's also cool to see the shops are able to adjust and adapt. Um but yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's it's uh, it all depends on the person. If you really have to go into a comic shop physically, you love doing all that stuff. If you don't mind it getting delivered, you know that works too. Uh, it well, saves that, me from having to smell the stinky guys that are in there all the time. That, that's one <laughs> thing that uh, that's one thing that I think is going to be interesting to see when this all does start to go back to normal. When we start getting the okay to to leave the house and and go places again, how many people will have spent? you know, three, four, five months, whatever it is when, when things start to go again, uh, growing accustomed to having everything delivered. You know, I, I, I want a burger. It gets mm. dropped off at the door, you know, contactless delivery. I, I've been getting my comic books delivered by my local shop. How many people get, get comfortable with that? And when things get back to normal, I just want to keep doing it this way. I, I don't yeah. want to go get my books. I, I still want my books delivered every week. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and that's another thing, you know, with once this, you know, once shops open up, what are they going to be, you know, doing? One, you know, people like to go in, they like to touch the books, and they like to touch items and stuff. Are they going to have, or, you know, is your shop going to be having like a, you know, a dispenser at the door saying, here, clean your hands before you come in and touch our books and, <laughs> you know everything's going to be different. Are you going to like here in Texas, they've opened up some, um, retail businesses, but only at like 25% capacity. And, you know, I don't know how that's going. It's, it's just starting out, but, um, are they only going to allow X number of people in a shop at a time? Definitely. I think, yeah, it all depends on what the, well, I mean, I know for us in LA County, um, they haven't lifted anything yet for essential businesses or anything beyond an essential business, but they're saying that they may in the next couple of weeks start letting certain non-essential businesses open up, but they still haven't described the, uh, guidelines for what that would mean and look like. I know right now every essential business that's open, like, um, they are only allowing a certain amount of people inside at once. You're supposed to keep six feet apart. So yeah, comic shops, if you're in like an area that's like that. Uh, I, I highly doubt they're going to let you thumb through stuff and it be, you know, more than maybe two or three people browsing at a time. Um, 
I don't know, man. It just depends on where you live, I think. It's, what's what's the stay-at-home orders for you guys where you're at right now? I know Gramps fucking Texas is like, woo-wee! They don't, they don't give a shit. They, they, they're just business, like, baby. Well, everything is bigger in Texas, including the egos and the assholes. And they just want to, you know, it's it's ridiculous. Um, there's, there's still people that, you know, even refuse to even wear any of the, the face mask or anything like that. And, you know, that's fine. But um, I think you should, you know, have some respect for the people that are not trying to catch it and yeah. and stuff like that. And then, you know, in Texas, a lot of it, you know, <clears throat> and I can say this because I do have family members that work in this business. So, you know, anyone that's listening to this, this is my two cents. But, a lot of it here in Texas is these rich ass oil people that just want their million dollar bonuses. Yep. They want to go back to work to make their, you know, millions of dollars. So, you know, they're they're kind of putting their money before people's lives. And I get it, you know, when 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 there are people that um, you know, they're they're out of work. You know, there's a number of people that we know that are out of work um, because of all this and they want to get back to normal. And that's that is perfectly understandable. I want things to get back to normal. But the thing is, it, it's crazy how this one little virus has been a total reset for us as a global society. There's never going to be a normal like we used to know. We're all adjusting to a new normal. So that's what's going to be interesting. And, you know, I, I was telling a buddy of mine, you ever, you know, watch these science fiction movies and how societies in the future everything's so digital and and sophisticated and sleek and you know sometimes i'm like how did they if that is going to be kind of the future and we've we've seen it in our lifetime how things have changed with just iphones and and computers and and things like that things that we only dreamed of as kids What's it going to be like 100, 200 years from now? And this event here, you know, in our lifetime, we're seeing technology is having to respond to situations and lifestyles and new business formats to, you know, to keep up. And this is we're at the forefront right now of seeing all that, you know, stuff that's going to be in the future happening now yeah i want to know how many comic shops are going to go under actually i'm kind of curious because i think a, well it's and hard I'm for regular business to survive right now and you know how hard it is to run a comic shop so this is why well it's not just the comic shops but how's the comic industry going to change because now uh is this going <clears> to <throat> pretty much you're seeing now like dc and marvel go digital first you know because they still want to sell product and they still want to keep their employees and their creators employed so is everything going to pretty much start moving more towards the digital format? And then after a while, print it and collect it in like a, a collected graphic novel or, or hardcover versus, you know, selling the, the singles. Right. Uh, I, I think we're, we're only a few weeks away already. Like DC is, is rolling comics again. Marvel is a few weeks from, from getting back to rolling their comics out again, and I'm sure the indies follow suit. So we're already getting back to them printing. I think the only 
real question is going to be the method of distribution as far as retailers to to end customers if it's going yeah. to be people if people are able to go into shops or if curbside is available or if it has to be home delivery or mailing but uh, yeah I, I don't think the physical issues are going anywhere it's just going to be a question of how they get into customers hands how does that work though like what if it's a shop that either they don't i mean like let's pretend that um what is it may 20th i think the date that we that i heard uh april, yeah. april 20th is april was 20th. the Sorry. uh you know just uh like a save the date kind of thing okay so let's pretend april 20th like books are going to be sent or books are already going to be at shops what about a shop that like can't like let's uh, a little mom and pop that just can't open they're not going to be open like are they just fucked with those books yeah, probably. Uh, I th I think the the places that aren't going to survive this are the ones that either are not able or refuse to uh, adapt yeah, to fuck. where we are right now. Like, we're already seeing some of it with the shops that when this went down that they just shuttered their windows and said, okay, we're not going to yeah. do anything are the ones that have been hurting all this time and the ones that adapted and said, okay, well, this is where we're going to offer home delivery. We're going to sell stuff on our, on our website or on our social media. And we're, we're going to keep things moving. Those are the places that are still doing. Okay. The ones that have had their doors closed for two months probably aren't doing so hot. A uh, quick shout out to my old shop, uh, collector's paradise in Pasadena, Winnetka, North Hollywood. They reformatted their website, I believe where it used to be your pull list was on their website. You go on their website, log in. You just put check boxes on all the books that you want. I think they updated it to now include hardcovers and and uh, trade paperbacks. So you can fucking order hardcovers and trade paperbacks on their website because of the single issues not being out. And they've been doing mail orders. And, uh, I mean, just I wish so badly that I lived close enough to keep going to my old shop because they're killing it. Shops like that, man, like even like – yeah, I mean, they're, even if you're not close by, you can order from them because they're doing mail orders. So that helps them out. Any like, do you, what are your guys' specific shops? Are they open? Are they doing? What are they doing? Uh, I go I go to Midtown, so they're still I guess doing their thing. Good. They're still and they they've been doing mail order like globally, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Mid Mid Midtown is closed, but they're just running everything online from what I see. What I've seen. Yeah. Here. My my shop is. Um, you know, closer into where I work. So it's actually about 30 miles away. And I've seen where, yeah, <laughs> it's, um, they're doing, you know, the curbside stuff. I, I see that on like on every Tuesday, they have a Facebook live. Um, I, I don't know if it's, it's not really an auction, but they say, you know, here are features of the week and, you know, they, they sell graphic novels for, uh, like four dollars, six dollars, and a lot of you know they're selling off a lot of their their back issue stuff. Uh, but they'll have weekly specials on their Facebook. That's good to hear that at least they're able to kind of yeah man because there's a shop like near me. I I don't go to it because it's you know it's an old ass shop with an old ass guy that runs it, and <laughs> it's one of those places. It's like the building looks like maybe he lives in the back. You know, like it's like it looks like a converted house that he just kind of added a comic shop to the front of it. And I know for a fact that fucking guy ain't going to the post office. He's not delivering shit to your house. So I'm just wondering, like, what's going to happen to that shop? He's probably going to 
You probably get your books and they smell like cigarettes he just smoked in there. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah man. But that's a good point. Like, if he owns the building, he'll probably be okay. Comic yeah. book heaven, Grumps. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> Which one was that? <laughs> Is that the one that they did the YouTube video on? Yeah, yeah. That one was, that guy was awesome. <laughs> guy hated Marvel Comics. Yo, but he had good points, though. And you know yeah. what? That's actually a good point. Like, with all that shit, that's that's prevalent right now. Like all these uh, all these uh, re- reboots and all these um, issues with like continuity changes and yep. and you know like uh, those there's a lot of shops that stop putting their faith into back issues, and because of that, right now they can't sell shit because they don't yep. have anything. But they can't sell new comics, and yep. they got. They didn't put any, you know, consideration to their back issues. So what the fuck are you selling if you're not selling statues and toys and other things? Like, that's kind of a good point. It's like, what what I what I hope they do now is I hope the at least the big two to kind of set an example is make the ongoing comics that much more important to the overall like status of the you know just like that those these books or should be what carry people into comic shops and you should hold significant and weight with these stories to where maybe you know like fuck man like i would be okay with instead of a single issue batman getting like four or five six issues in a collected form and a nice little packaging maybe more less frequent and uh you know and it gives the artists and the uh the writers more of an opportunity to think about it in that sense where like you're selling a story that's going to be over four or five issues so you want to make it like a little bit more weighty i guess or you know, because it's like, fuck, man, like, I don't, it's so easy to bash on Marvel, but, like, what was the last time I gave a shit about pulling a, a Marvel book consistently? I can't remember, because it's just been so terrible with how often they've started and restarted stories. Like, yeah. they just, you know, Hickman just did it to him again. Jonathan Hickman just wiped out the entire X-Men universe and started over again. And yeah. uh, they had just, you know, started they Tom Tom Taylor was on like issue number eight of his X Men story. Fucking, they just wiped that one clean and started again. And that that was a funny one because I felt like that was what they had to do to keep him. Because I, I I'm not I'm not gonna name names, but there was someone who had told us uh, a while like this is going back uh, two or three years ago maybe now. Uh, there was someone in the industry that told us that it looked like Hickman was maybe about to move over to DC if a TV thing he was uh, trying out didn't go through. And then that thing didn't go through. And then it, so it looks from the outside, I haven't asked anybody, but from the outside, it looks like Marvel said, okay, what do we have to do to keep you here? And he said, cancel all your X-Men books and let me start it all over. Just to see if they fucking And they're like, okay. (laughs) And then Rob Liefeld shit his pants. (laughs) <laughs> oh man! Well, that's like every other day. Major X, goodbye, <laughs> sir. Thank you. So, what happened to Major X, real quick? It got canceled, right? Yeah, I don't know if it was. I I don't know if this was uh, like it's a kind of chicken and the egg situation. I don't know what came first, them canceling it and him leaving, or him leaving them so they canceled the book. Or, yeah, I'm not sure which which order it happened, but he uh, he cut ties uh, with Marvel again, and you know so mm-hmm. so now he burned bridges with DC and Marvel. So he, I guess mm-hmm. he's just going to do indie stuff. But comics gate, he'll be a comics gate now. <laughs> oh man! Sell one book every six years. 
it'll be unfulfilled and back and late. <laughs> oh yeah, he's still got that uh, Kickstarter. Uh, oh, I wonder if he's using this extra time to take care of that Kickstarter. I heard he started paying some of the people back. Oh, wow. that's good. So, not all of them. so, so if comics, uh, if people start buying more digital comics, is that going to yeah. hurt the comic books shop industry as well? Like, what do you For think sure. of that? That's going to go. Well, they have that, to. They have that's to, a. Have they meant they haven't they haven't said I think I did hear was it Scott Snyder tweeted someone asked him that like are you guys gonna start selling digital are you gonna do all digital now and he said we are holding off on digital because we know if we start doing that it's going to kill comic shops so I know that they're aware of that and they they are at least at that time they weren't wanting to move forward with that uh, as far as digital just taking over since digital comics began there have been people saying oh this is this is going to change the comic industry you know it's this is going to be the end of shops and it's been what at least a decade now and it's it accounts for a very small portion of people like you know the i think the majority of comic readers are also have the collector gene you know so they they don't just want to have a, a digital copy most of us want to have that that tangible physical thing in our hands yeah so i i don't think there's ever going to come a point that digital kills it uh if anything kills comic shops it would be something like this making them not able to do regular business for a prolonged period of time. Yeah, you can't really, uh, you can't hold a uh, auction on Instagram for digital comics. Yeah. So, I mean, so but CGC isn't, isn't, isn't and it, Signature. <laughs> isn't it the last like form of media, like holding on, basically? I mean, physical movies. media. Yeah, I mean, there's no, you know, how many record shops out there, music shows, right. stores. Or, I mean, yeah, uh, and even I, the ones kind of sort of hold just. You know, holding on, but even though even record stores, some of those are like more novelty than they are like. Yeah, they've come back. Like you know, vinyl stores have come back right. in recent years, but there's nobody selling tapes. So you know, well, what does the CD section look in a in a Best Buy or? A oh Target? God, dude, it's is, fucking is sad. So I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, comic. Sh- I mean, up until recently, there were comic shops that were making. Pretty, you know, it's like that was people's living, and you were able to do it. And yeah. uh, I think it's, uh, I think it's like um, there's things that you get in a comic shop that you can't get anywhere else. So that helps them too. You yeah. know, there's things comic shops order and know how to order that no other store either doesn't know how to or they can't for whatever reason. Like, um, it's, you know, you just, you got to go to a comic shop if you want to get the certain comic that you need or. You know the physical uh, statue or figure. You know, it sounds like so. only the strong comic shops will survive. Grumps, you think what was it? Gotham City Comics will survive? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I think that guy's close. He had a lot of figures in there, though. <laughs> yeah, he did. He tried to charge me five hundred dollars for the the jail set, the Rogues Gallery jail set. Oh, he's, <laughs> you got to make that money back, man. It's okay, buddy. You're the first person coming in, and he's got to squeeze you dry. <laughs> Did you guys ever hear uh, that Stan Lee quote about digital comics? He said, "Comic comics are like boobs; they look good on a computer, but I'd rather hold one in my hand." <laughs> <laughs> Old Stan. Uh, oh, Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> you know the thing. <laughs> uh, uh, that, that's- 
that's a great point. I mean, we we use our phones for everything, but to read a comic on the phone is we have, we've all done it, but it's, it's a little on the difficult side. Uh, it, they're more better suited towards tablets, I would say, like a you know ten inch yeah. tablet. But how many people have those? Or you know, walking around with those? Oh or whatever, shit! So. Well, well, and and you know what? Uh, one thing that digital does is makes me appreciate the physical copies more because yeah when when publishing is normal uh we get our our digitals every week uh from dc and i read those on my laptop so that's almost full size reading it on a laptop screen yeah. and still particularly books that i really like the art in it leaves me just thinking oh i i can't wait until i have this physical book in my hand i, I want to see what these pages look like for real yeah that's true mm. yeah there's there's also um a translation that I think, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's because um, they are knowingly meant for, pu- you know, a published format. But uh, sometimes I feel like the digital comics will, like, alter the coloring or the brightness. Yes. And it'll, it'll throw it off. Like, uh, yeah. you know, I, maybe it's, I think they, they did it with some of, like, the, the stuff that um, every once in a while, like, they'll put out, like, um runs certain runs discounted runs or whatever and and they'll like update them and then you look you could tell they've completely kind of redone the brightness and the saturation of the of the book and it just kind of loses the original um intent so you know it's like you can never go like fucking a man like what the dark the the dark knight returns uh artist gallery edition like how the fuck can you show that off in digital you can't like mm-hmm. flipping through yeah. that thing and seeing all the scans like there's no way you can enjoy that digitally. That that's something you have to like look through physically and like holding it for the exact dimensions that Frank was drawing on it or Todd, whoever you want to say drew that page. <laughs> um, you know, and it's well, it's like it's just that's that's a good example. Like you'll never be able to fucking replace that. Like the artist yeah. editions, the gallery editions, those oversized big ass books. Well, the good news is that they they'll always be able to churn out comic books because all these creators could do it from their homes as mm-hmm. opposed to things like tell television sitcoms um even music like that those are things that are more complicated that people have to be around that it takes a team being there to work on something whereas the media of comic books could you know the creators can produce it from home they they'll they'll, they'll never be backed up because uh that's pretty much how they were doing it before this anyway so yeah, that's what yeah. I was wondering about. Like uh, during this time, are the are the creators catching up on work or getting ahead? Probably well, not. <laughs> from the ones from the ones we talked to, it sounds like their schedule's the exact same. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. I know a lot of guys are are just working on their regular stuff still. Um, and if then you look at guys like Sean, uh, Sean Murphy's putting uh, all his time into getting that indie book ready that he's putting on Indiegogo. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, I have seen gate, Sean Murphy. You mean? <laughs> uh, I have seen. Uh, sadly, I have seen some uh, creators on Twitter that work primarily for indies. You know, they were given the notice. Hey, pencils down for right now. I mean, yeah. since you know, since Diamond quit shipping, so yeah, it's going to be tough. What about isn't isn't DC trying to get a new distributor? Um, what what DC had done was they set up a secondary distributor channel which was just a couple retailers 
One of them was Midtown Comics, and one was another uh, big retailer. And uh, they were having them set up as their distribution channel for some small titles that they were uh, like. I th- I think some. I think a shipment has already maybe gone through them. Um, it was some smaller titles and like some second prints, uh, second or third print of the last Batman issue, a second print of uh, the last Nightwing issue. But that was never going to fly because how are you going to expect retailers at large to do their ordering from shops that they see as their competition, for one? And second, uh, the revenue is just nowhere near. Like the, the discounts that they were getting through this option was not anywhere near what they were what shops get from diamond so it was one more difficult to to do your ordering and to the the profit margin which is already small on floppies you know it's it's really small margin on on single issues uh it just got even smaller so uh, there was a uh retailer poll that i had uh that I had been told about it was, you know, a, a small sampling of, of retailers, but just from this one sampling of shops, at least 60% were right off the bat saying, no, I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even trying to do that. <laughs> and that distribution channel was only available in the U S oh. so if you, let's take that as, you know, let's assume that that's, going to be approximately an average 40% of shops in the US were even going to look at ordering through this new distribution channel so 40% of regular business in the US and zero business everywhere else because they weren't shipping to other countries that's not a viable way to keep things going Yeah. so Robin are you going to get a, a plexi shield barrier for your shop uh it it all really just depends what the city says like uh, luckily we haven't been hit all that hard here so uh, i wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the month we're allowed to you know cautiously start opening again maybe at first get back to some curbside service and then maybe the next step you know you can have a few people in the shop at a time Mm. uh but yeah again i think it's it's all going to be regionally. I think we're going to see a lot of different situations happening in different places. Robin, I want to know what you specifically do to make your customers get the best experience out of that curbside experience. Well, most of it should not be repeated on the air. But uh, <laughs> let's say we, it well is behaved. indeed customer service. <laughs> I mean, you got to give them a little something. I mean, God. Oh, yeah. Well, let's not say the word little, but it is a perfectly cromulent way for people to come he, he gives uh, a, a and comic book. He gives curve-side assistance. Curve-side. While maintaining socially distancing. Amen. Well, Co- you, comic you have to be approximately six feet long to, to maintain that social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like, it curves at three feet. 
So, <laughs> comic book drive-through. I mean, that was the second best dream. I always dreamed of a twenty-four hour comic shop. <laughs> like, but the comic book comic book drive-through is uh, pretty badass too. But I, I I just think like comic book culture is not going to be the same for a long time because you go to the you go to the rack, you look at the titles. You know, you pick up a tie, you look through it, you look for the title that's not dented. Um, everyone else is standing around you. I just don't see that happening for a very long time. I think that's kind of weird. You know, people congregating in comic yeah. shops bullshitting about why Batman's the best character ever made. <laughs> so it would have been free comic book day. It would have been an event where everyone's in the shop, but you can't do that anymore. It's like, that. you know, comic book culture is going to be in the textbooks for a while. You know, like it's going to be something we're just going to have to talk about to keep alive for a long time, I think, because it's all about going to the shop and, you know, congregating bullshit and all. And I just, you know, it's just not going to be like that for a while. So it's going to be especially tough, even you know, if there's a, a second round, you know, like like uh, some people have predicted, you know, it's like a second wave and, of the virus. But, and you got to take precautions. It's not like, OK, yeah. Not many oh. confirmed cases here, so we could ease up. Now, the whole point is to take the precautions so there isn't a wave. Yeah. So it's just exactly. Oh, but... it, it's going to happen. I mean, you know, and it Texas will be the epicenter because now they everybody you know wants to go out and have a picnic now. Oh my god. Yeah. So I I saw uh, a little uh, comic strip about that. Uh, someone sent it to me because so many people see, oh, things are starting to get better. Let's go back to normal now. And so the comic strip was uh, this guy was parachuting and he said, oh, the parachute has slowed my descent. I can take it off now. And he takes it off and then plummets to the ground. <laughs> that's that's exactly that's it. That's a good analogy, <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, well, there's, uh, there were these kids at a park in, I forgot what state. And the, one of the rangers tried to tell him to break up the crowds, and they pushed him into the water. Stupidity is the real pandemic, you know, at this point. Yeah. That's, and it's stupidity yeah. is contagious, too, so that's the real Yeah, pandemic. and all, all these people that are out there doing it just because they want to be against authority, like a rebel without a brain, uh, all these people <laughs> that want to go out and have parties and just to show, look, we're out here ignoring what we're told. I mean, yeah, and you think you're safe you. when you're out on the sticks, but <laughs> let me tell you, man. And uh, but yeah, I just it's gonna be a shame to see a lot of comic shops and, and cool businesses in general just not recover from this. You know, that's that's a real shame. Um, yes, I don't know. It's gonna be weird. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see the coming months. Like in terms of comic books, are people buying more digitally? Well, the good the good news is that the big two aren't going anywhere. Like Marvel and DC, yeah. if anything, they're gonna get more popular because there's gonna be less entertainment because nobody is filming movies or sitcoms right now. So there's not gonna yeah. be anything in the fall. Maybe some sports right. without audiences, but other than that, there's not gonna be any new, really any new. And and the shit on TV now, like that they're trying to do from like <clears throat> Zoom or whatever the fuck is so fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> it's like and. <laughs> We, we talked about the effect of digital on comics, but that's uh, another thing that's happening in other mediums, too. There are We've come to the point where movies that were going to be theatrical releases are now going straight to digital. Yeah, and that's kind of... That sucks, and, because uh, that's another AMC, experience we're losing. 
know? Yeah, and uh, a- did you hear what happened with AMC Theaters? And Universal, um, yeah, some shit. Yeah. yeah, AMC is, as of right now, they said they are never showing another Universal film again because of a, a decision that Universal made to, to make uh, some of their movies digital. Digital yeah, because they, so they made screwing a ton of money the movie off theater. of uh, trolls. Yeah. They yep. very well with trolls. So. See, but you, and, you, you know what? It's like, how, how can you blame them, though? Because for the past year, they've invested all this money. They're at a standstill, and they want to get their return on investment. You know, like, yeah. I see a, AMC's uh, view, but look at the studio. It's like, hey, we just made, we just spent all this money we want to get this out there so we can get a return on investment. And yeah. it ended up working to their benefit, but then AMC got salty about it. But I can see the now, other side of the studio. You know, it's like... But that's, yeah. that's been a conversation coming for a long time, though, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, one thing that uh, that is part of that, though, that I took this to be uh, a big part of AMC's issue with it was the wording of Universal Statement uh, about how well this movie had done for them because, you know, its gross was close to what the first film in the series was. And then in this case, they it was 100% going to them. You know, they didn't have this big sure. cut going to the theaters. Uh, but the wording in their statement referred to this being part of their plan moving forward would be to be putting their films out digitally and not uh, not putting everything in theaters. So I think that's where AMC was like, okay, well, fuck you guys. Right. Well, you know, here's another thing that might happen, and I hope it does, and there's been rumors about <laughs> drive through movie theaters coming back. <laughs> and and I, think it, I think it would make complete sense, to be honest with you. It's funny you mention that, because, uh, like, recently I went to Sonic, and, and we were sitting there in line or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> Sonic. Where the fuck did you find the Sonic? By Green Acres Mall. <laughs> but anyway, but like, dude, they are like uh, every corner down here. Yeah, but, but their business model is unaffected. Yeah, Completely true. Unaffected. Sure. Yeah. You don't. Yeah, you don't go into social distance. Uh, I hope they bring back the girls on the roller skates. That, the car hop. The car hop girls. Oh, that's amazing. So that that's right. one thing. Uh, r- restaurants don't have to worry about people buying uh, digital hamburgers, so they're safe. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not yet. There's yet. a there's a driving there's a driving theater right by me, about like twenty minutes away. Oh really? I actually, oh, that's I weird. don't even know if they're still open. They probably can be. They should actually. be. There's their fucking I think prime time. Great, I think it's a holy shit. Idea. I'm gonna look into it. I'm gonna take fucking. I'm gonna take myself over to see a drive-in movie. I, I think I think that'll be a really good idea. It'll be big business because people are want to get. You think everyone's gonna watch every fucking thing at home? They want to get the fuck out and watch something like so. Yeah, right. Drive yeah. movie theaters would make a lot of sense. Bro, I just cause just to get out of the house today, I drove to a restaurant, sat in the parking lot, and listened to a podcast while they made the food, just because I didn't want to be at the house. <laughs> like I just had to get out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've been uh, just going out and doing walks because, you know, it just kills a few hours. Um, I did one yesterday, and I saw a lot more people out than I was used to seeing. So I think a lot of people are getting tired of uh, being in the house and just finding more reasons to get out, you know, to, to just be out you know, away from people, but just still be out. 
Are, yeah. are they requiring you to wear a mask or it's still kind of just, mm-hmm. just insane? It's some people are wearing masks here, but there hasn't been an order yet. Uh, but again, yeah. we were not uh, horribly hard hit, luckily. Right. Yeah, in, in New York City, everything is kind of like retracting and going reverse. Because like from what I'm hearing, it's like the city in itself. Like, if you ride the subway, now it's, like, extremely dangerous. Like, you know, it's like, they're saying it's, like, back to the 80s. Like, all, all this crime is happening. The homeless yeah. people just took over the subway system. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Thinking black fire. Tom and I were just talking about this the other day that reminded me. Remember when Doug Mankey was on and he had, throughout the podcast, one cat kept coming yeah. in and meowing. But then towards the end... A second cat came in and just went fucking nuts. <laughs> and he, he was the one that said, he was like, there's a second one in here? <laughs> like it was surprising him. So um, in conclusion, everything that corresponds with comic shops and comic culture, what about conventions? We're not going to see a convention for another year, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. Ish, ish, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, which is uh, weird. Be it's that's kind of weird. But. It is weird, dude. Don't think about. Um, there's actual like artists that make a lot of their income off of shows. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. how do you get your sigs now? I guess. Well, I a, think a lot of this is a lot of like people are taking services. part. In, a lot of people are taking part in those virtual cons. They're doing it online, you know, where they're doing video chats with with fans, and you can. Right mail books in and yeah. and they sign them and mail them back to you so you know something is still happening but yeah it's it's definitely not the same experience as getting to to be there in the atmosphere of a con and you know have face facetime with someone that uh, you've been yeah. buying their books for years yeah get I mean, shoulder to shoulder with the unwashed masses yeah you know, just, just count your blessing. You got to meet Elvira in person, man. And, and and David yeah. Mazzucchelli. Oh, right before, damn, right off. Oh, shit, the, that the, cut off. COVID was probably flowing around that gymnasium when we met. It. That shit was like in February. Yeah, right, Teasy. Yeah, no, for sure. So they had recorded yeah. recorded deaths as far back as February. So we we definitely got Elvira and David Mazzucchelli down before that because that I, that shit ain't I, happening. I, I, yeah. That was legit the last con experience we had. And, yeah. and Klaus was there, too. Yeah. And and a lot of those guys, you got to think, moving forward from this, when things do get up and running again, how many people are going to be cautious about it? So even if a year from now New York Comic Con is happening again, San Diego is happening again, are guys like Frank Miller and Klaus Jansen... Yeah. Gonna no. be doing those it's cons. not going to be the no. same. Do you, everyone's Absolutely. on top of each other at those yeah. conventions. On top of each other. But, it ain't going to go back to that. No way. We, we, we don't know yet because there's still a lot we don't know about the virus. Like we don't know uh, for sure what immunity is. You know, when when people have already contracted it, do you do do the antibodies mean that you're safe from getting it again? And they're going to start getting uh, vaccines. Uh, out into the public so we'll have to see over the next year or whatever uh what what advances are made in being able to to keep people safe and then even if it is people are still going to be wary like you know what i mean because after a year and a half of this shit (laughs) people are going to be having ptsd from this 
Because they're yeah. going to be doing Ugh. shit like avoiding people and disinfecting everything for a year and a half. And then you, you not, you're just not going to jump right back into it. Yeah. And then, and then you have the germaphobe people who, you know, nothing will have changed for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, th- th- think about New York Comic Con. The fact that we all go and we spend 90% of the time in Artist Alley where you can barely move. It's like, yeah. that's, that's never going to happen again. I, I don't see, you know, even if they brought their capacity down to 50%, that's not New York Comic Con. You know, it's such a struggle just to get in. And, um, yeah. that's just the nature of the Javits Center and whatever, you know, it is. They can't yeah. have that again. I think there, there's, well, there's, there's uh, no at control this point, or rhyme or reason. The Javits Center is uh, what, like a, a hospital, hospital or, or you yeah. know, some sort of makeshift hospital? Yeah, yeah but it's closing. Hospital. They didn't have to use uh, they didn't have to use as much of it after yeah. all. You know, the thing though is, even if they start, even if they do lift all these restrictions, I think people are still scared. They're still going to be scared, and it's gonna it's gonna reduce the amount of tra- traffic in general, especially yeah. in the areas that were like really badly hit. And I think it's gonna be that way for a bit. Probably up until they get a legitimate, um, what do you call it, uh, uh, vaccine, vaccine out there. And um, man, it's like I, I think they, I think Gavin, the the Gavin Newsom, the um, L.A. Gov- or, I'm sorry, the California governor said that large gatherings like conventions and concerts, they will not be probably happening any of 2020. Probably not until like March of 2021. Yeah, so it's yeah. Like, I'm, and then people I'm wondering like what does what the vaccine situation look like? So <clears> they <throat> develop a vaccine, and then do you have to like put that on your driver's license that you got the vaccine? Maybe they're making Clorox chewables. That's what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, even even when they make a vaccine, that doesn't mean that this strain won't mutate. Like just like the yeah. regular flu, the regular yeah. flu changes so frequently that the vaccine you're getting for it is from the one from like the last season or season before that so so it's so far this one's mutating slowly that's what fauci said well here's what's getting crazy is that this is going from humans to animals and who knows if it's coming back from that you know there was there was um a gorilla yeah those the tigers at the New York Zoo. Tigers, yeah. There was a tiger that That's caught the COVID. And then uh, they were testing, I think, I want to say it was in Dallas. Dallas has been crazy. Like the Dallas Zoo, they had like their male silverback gorilla just kind of die unexpectedly recently. Fuck. Now, they think it was kind of like heart congestion stuff, but then a second one died. And they've, oh. they've done some testing on that. But there have been some confirmed cases where I saw on the news where a cat had it and a dog had it and, and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, I think, I think so, they say cats and dogs do pretty well with it and they can't transmit it to other species or human. But I think humans can transmit it to Damn, we're dirty as fuck. <laughs> humans, keep, humans giving it to everything. Mm-hmm. Hey, stop fucking these animals, people. Jesus, come on. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, as far as comic book conventions, not till 2022, if you ask me, because yeah, no one's going to just jump right more, back into much it. Much more reasonable. Yeah, and think of the, you have to have the people who put it on be willing to put it on, and, and the way they see it, that's that's on them, like, you, you yeah. know? Large, large gatherings in general. 
rules and regulations, I think, are just going to change for gatherings and how people yeah. go about it. Hey, but you know what? Stay-at-home order protests all day long, baby. Crowds, <laughs> crowds of hundreds of thousands out there, man. It's a good time to be a comic book fan because reading, c- catching up and reading comic books. I just read reread Nailbiter. I'm I'm reading wow. the Batman Black and White Omnibus right now. I'm like halfway through that again, and uh, I tell you, it's, it's some good shit, man. It's like, you know, you can only watch so much TV or movies and shit until you kind of like drone out. But I think the comic book experience, because you're reading and processing images, it's just, you know, it's 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 good shit, man. Especially if you have a good, nice library, you know, physical and yeah, having physical media is really nice too, because uh, you're always it's on the screen. Why places should be selling more than just current books? You know, if yeah. Uh, particularly in a time like this nothing new is coming out if you have you know an active website or social media where you you can be showing your customers you know, what you have in the shop you you have people say oh yeah I, I never got around to reading that you know, I'm, I'm gonna call up or message them and, and see if I can get that delivered tomorrow mm. so Robin what do you like what are you guys doing with your back issues are you like collecting runs or storylines or uh, we do that all the time. Uh, we that's uh, ever evolving. Mm. Um, so almost almost weekly, you know, any time that a run or a mini series or a story arc is ending, we're uh, packaging up the you know whatever number of sets we had collected as it was coming out and putting out those uh, packaged sets uh, for sale. And so we have a huge. Like, I would say it. Right now, we have probably, shit, conservatively 500 package sets of, oh, you know, wow. various, you know, whether it's uh, miniseries or long runs, etc. You know, it could be anything from a four-issue miniseries to the entire Snyder Capullo Batman run. Uh, we have those everywhere in the store. Like, we have long boxes full of package sets. And then uh, just upstairs alone, we have, what? We have around a hundred long boxes of single back issues just upstairs alone, and then uh, all the dollar books, and then downstairs there are drawers and shelves and boxes of books as well. You know, so back issues, new stuff, sets, and then onto trade paperbacks, hardcovers. There's there's so much that's out there. Any shop that has been diversifying their uh, product line outside of just what's new that week should have tons of stuff that they can still offer. Yeah. To yeah. yeah I, I was thinking about like Royal selling a lot of their stuff out of the shop, but what happens if they run low on their stock that they have in there? Well, they have a lot of stuff, but still it's like, you know, they need to, I, I know like the new books that come in kind of usually cover the rent to keep the lights on and stuff like that. So it's smart the way to stay afloat during this time. I mean, when when is it? When is this thing on until where it expires? May fifteenth, Rump. In New York, yeah, May fifteenth. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think it's gonna get renewed anyway, but you know, people are doing but what they gotta still, do. Like, well, have you guys been still seeing statues and toys and stuff coming? Well, diamond yeah. ships, yeah. Yeah. I wonder what's going with that McFarlane black and white statue. I was thinking about that. One. I was just thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 
or, or a lot of the black and whites. Those those are nice pieces, man. <laughs> like uh, that Court of Owls one and uh, uh, the Gotham I Gaslight one. There's some bangers yeah, coming the, out this and the, year. The, 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 Frank Miller, the Frank Miller Armored Diamond coming. They'll come out with them. It's just yeah, a matter of when. But have you guys seen and been paying attention to the prices of the Jim Lee sketches that he's been oh, opening yeah. off? Dude, like, so he's he's only through, he's not even halfway through. He's doing 60 total, <laughs> and he's on number, like, 29 right now. And wow. ev- every piece has sold around, like, 10 grand. And those, and, those are going to comic shops? Yeah, like, 95% of the proceeds are going to, like, I think every piece is going to go to a specific, every piece that sells, that money will go to a specific comic shop. And if you think about it, 10, 10 grand to one comic shop right now? Like yeah, that's, yeah, that, yeah that's, that's that's gonna help. So you know, it can be argued that Jim Lee is saving sixty comic shops right now in the U.S. or whoever, wherever he sends it to. So, so th- there's been a lot of them that's that have exceeded about fourteen or fifteen grand. So it's like the, literally the price of a car. Teases uh, bought one. Wow. Yeah. He's making that bread right now. He's working like t- <laughs> he's working sixteen hour days, man, at the crib. That's- so I was going to mention yeah. earlier, I, I would think, especially the big two, it, it would be an incentive f- of theirs to mm. keep these shops in business and you know, to help the shops out. Yeah, they, think, anyway. they know. The, big, oh, the and, big two are fine. I think it's uh, the indies are going to hurt big time. Yeah. Those, uh, every piece that, that he's auctioning off will be eventually be a cover for That's a book. Cool. Yeah, that would be a great, incredible book. He, I saw an inter- interview where he said, like, he regret that he should have, uh, he should have done 20, 20 instead of 60. Oh, to, for, for them to go higher? Yeah, because he said 60 is just insane. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really a lot. Like, for the amount of sketches that he's doing, it's, every piece is just incredible. And it's like, he should have just done 20 and then just, like, maybe, like, you know, sold prints or like a book or, you know. Yeah. Well, but what, I mean, what he's doing is insane. Like, right, I, I, want, I, I read the details on eBay. I think it said something like 95% of it is going towards shops and then maybe 5%. Maybe he goes towards him. So. Who knows? Other but artists are uh, doing things too, like Sankovic and uh, Frank Miller too. Frank he's, Miller. he's jumping in. Big Frank. I can't wait to see what he does. Fab Fabic Fabic is doing one where he's doing five signed prints, three signed issues, and that one Batman piece that's like I think it's yeah, an, ori- an original piece. Yeah. Yeah. And he's that that's starting at three K. The Jim Lee ones get up to like fourteen, fifteen K and they start at zero. That's fucking nuts. I know. Legend's putting down that card. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying. <laughs> putting down that black card. He's got a funny way of saving for a house. Just I just applied for that DC Comics credit card. So it sounds like yeah, it sounds like the big two will be okay, but oh, for it's, sure. it's going to be really interesting to see you know moving forward. I think the comic book industry is going to get a lot of support because you know what these nerds they spend big money, man. This money and they're they're like itching to pump more money in the industry too. You know people are like going out risk being exposed to fucking pick up their comics you know what i mean so 
You know, even even in yeah. Queens, we got like you know people are, are are supporting Royal there. Well, they would do pickup, but they're just mailing out right now. But they ask if there's pickup as well. So it's like, you know, they're feeding. It's like it's like their fix. So now also yeah, DC used Royal. to do a direct mailing subscription as well. Now that I ever, now that I think about it, wasn't Sherry getting yeah. that? Like her her comics directly mailed mm-hmm. to her from DC, and sometimes they mail it a shit a week early. I think. Uh, yeah. 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 So. Yeah, yeah. So there's there, there's those services too, which are pretty- I was gonna say I haven't picked up much comics since this whole quarantine. Like, God knows I've read millions, but uh, I've definitely gotten back in touch with my collection. Some of you guys, you know, seen the pictures and shit. So, so you- and that ain't nothing. Trunks ain't picked up his comics in three years. Imagine, <laughs> imagine what that pull list is like. I almost feel like it makes this stuff more valuable. <laughs> you know, thinking about yeah, kind of. The day you could just walk in a shop. It's like like groceries. <laughs> like getting groceries now. It's like feels so amazing. <laughs> you know, just everything. Yeah, yeah to, to get your, you know, to get a new, you know, stack of comics that just came out. Comic shops are going to go the way of, of liquor stores in the hood or Chinese food stores where they, <laughs> <laughs> they put the plexiglass, the three inch plexiglass. <laughs> And a window. <laughs> and a shotgun. The thing is, yeah. there's, there's, there's just... Yeah, but when you think about it, there's just not really that many comic shops in general. That's why I'm like, damn. No, yeah. are they getting, uh, Could this make them go close to extinction with just a handful of shops, you know, in the world? I don't know. We'll see. That's why I hope they get the support from DC and Marvel. And what, and, or they a small business help, too, from the government would be nice, yeah. you know? Well... I guess that's, it's the form of a loan, but you know, I don't know. I mean, loans. The, the 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 big corporate industries get bailouts, but small businesses get loans. Yeah, that's terrible, <laughs> man. It's that's it's fucking. I brutal. mean, I mean, why can't a comic shop just you know deliver like pizza? You know, pizza kind of thrives. You know, yeah. The whole the whole delivery aspect is something very basic but you know i think it's something that can help them survive and and yeah yeah, every everything else is being delivered like there there are restaurants that you know yeah i've i've ordered from so many places that i could never get delivered before last week i ordered a chicken caesar pita and had it delivered that's insane yeah roses is delivering now from what i understand that's insane they've they they've been (laughs) around since the 70s never delivered they never had to no Now the tables have turned. And, you uh, have to. You're, you're forced to adapt. They must get so yeah. much freaking business, though, right, Grump? Now that they're doing I've been there twice. Twice during quarantine. I've been to Roses. Yeah, but the uh, the one on Metro delivers. I don't know if the one on Mass uh, delivers, but they're... No, they're not yet. But I'm, about, I'm about to order. Yeah. Grim's going to have some poor guy on, on a bike <laughs> pedaling his ass into Texas. <laughs> Freeze dry, you know. Yeah. Yeah. What do we have to look forward to? Nice, boy. So we 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 what we got? We got uh, three jokers. We got uh, death metal. Uh, What else is? Did anyone get the hardcover? Order the hardcover for Creature of the Night, the Batman story. Oh shit! That's a nice, nice trade. Did it did it get shipped out yet? Yeah, I think Instock has it. I wonder what Instock's. uh, Shipping turnaround is right now with everything that's going on, but uh, but they're from like Georgia, so everything's okay because they like reopened everything in Georgia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Georgia's all good. Yeah, yeah Georgia's yeah, fine. 
get a COVID with this trade. Yeah, right. seriously, they got like a thousand new cases too. Just, what, what a shocker! Uh, but I'll still order in stock trades. Just, <laughs> just leave it on the porch for a day, man. That's That's but still, <laughs> I do miss in stock. You're not, you're not lying on that. I mean, shit. Oh. When shit gets delivered, I spray that shit down. Hell yeah, yeah So what you do is, yeah. What well, what you can do is if if you have a cardboard box. You you could just have gloves, open the shit out of the cardboard box, take it out, yeah. and just throw the cardboard box out, and then don't let that yeah. touch any surfaces, you know. But yeah, just wa- wash your hands immediately. Yeah, and just keep keep it moving. That's it. Situation is done. Shout out to Shaolin villains and vigilantes or whatever for sending me Lysol and Clorox wipes. That shit is liquid. Oh, <laughs> that shit's liquid gold. Wow, you, that's the one thing you can't I found find that anywhere. What was I, that? I, I caught two bottles of Clorox wipes at the Dwayne Reed by your house. Damn. Really? Hell yeah. Yes, sir. Damn. The day I went over there, I, 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 yeah, it was the last How many hits did that you guys take in a day? Like, how many shots? <laughs> it's no different than those Tide Pods. To the vein. <laughs> Dude, Clorox wipes are going for $45 right now on eBay. Well, <laughs> you, need, you need Clorox oh, wipes. Get your, get your butthole nice and clean. Clorox... <laughs> I mean, those wipes are important because if you're bringing home groceries that are in packaging that got to go in the fridge right away, you gotta you gotta wipe them shits down, you know, like everything that comes to my house gets wiped down, including myself. <laughs> you guys uh, hear how that uh, Chris Cuomo's wife was taking uh, baths of uh, bleach? Oh my, <laughs> oh my god! She was pouring a cup of bleach into her bath every night. Jesus Christ. That's, yeah, sounds, yeah, I watched her yoga video with that other girl. I'm like, damn, this chick is so damn healthy. <laughs> like, like Gwyneth like, Everyone in the comment section is like, Fredo! Fredo! What life is fiction right now? Yeah, like, uh, eventually you'll see on the news, he'll be like, you know. I had to shoot my brother. I took him out on the uh, <laughs> the boat in the lake. Oh no! He's like, you he gotta take a test. You gotta take a test. Like you're my brother, but you gotta take a few tests before you come. <laughs> as long as my mother lives, you are my brother. But when she dies, you're nothing to me. <laughs> has anybody that. has anybody watched an episode of Rogan during this? And see what he's doing. No, he's asking he... everybody that comes in. Yeah, he he's got a doctor. He's got enough money that he has a doctor there, and when the guests arrive, the doctor tests them, and if they're okay, then they they come in and do the show. Wait, they do a nasal swab? I don't know what they're doing, but no. uh, they're they're all getting tested. Uh, yeah, on the but spot. They, if he has his own doctor, I mean, you need yeah. a lab to do a, a test that'll. And it takes time. A couple of hours turnaround. They got, These... the, they got the one. They got the ones that. Um, I think what they do is they come in early, and it takes two hours because that's how Lolo's Hospital just got the two-hour ones. Yeah. So that's far, cool. I think that's the fastest. Yes, that's pretty. Has cool. he had to turn anybody away yet? Uh, the last I saw, he said uh, no. No one had uh, had tested positive yet. Wow. You speaking of which, you guys see those UFO leak videos were confirmed real. Yeah, and and nobody cares because yeah, of they what's they going waited out. they waited till everyone was preoccupied with this shit yep. to release that shit. Yep. Like, oh yeah, and by the way, aliens are real. That's insane. <laughs> and this year, this year supposed to be the hottest year on recorded record too. They're saying it was ninety degrees today. 
So I was outside yeah. hauling stone <sighs> for flower beds. Again? God, Again, yes. <laughs> Again. Like you, you texted me two weeks ago. You're like, I think I I moved like thirteen hundred pounds worth of stones. Seventeen hundred today. <laughs> yes. Shit. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ! I'm worried. I, I don't even think I took. I, I'm looking at my step count. Right, I didn't even take seventeen thousand steps today. <laughs> Grandpa Batman workout video coming out soon. Shit. That's why, like on on Twitter, I saw where uh, the mountain on King yep. of Thrones broke the world record for deadlifting like 1,100 pounds. I'm like, that ain't shit, man. I moved 1,700 today. Incrementally. (laughs) That's like the the weather you have today is probably like among the hottest days we would get in the dead of summer, like in a peak heat in July. It's going to be like the hottest we would get. We just skip spring. We just go right to summer. Yeah, it's fucking May. What the fuck? I don't know. It's going to be 75 just, in New York tomorrow. Yeah, 77. Can't wait. I think I think we're done. If we get through 2020, we should get like a badge for that. Yeah, shit. 2020, 2020 is like Britney Spears 2006. <laughs> like this is her. This is what she went through in 2006. She shaved her fucking head. So what, uh, <laughs> went crazy. What, there, there are a lot of people having that year. A lot of people uh, are going quarantine crazy and just doing crazy stuff while they're locked I in. I tell you, man, I, I never realized how corny and useless celebrities were until this quarantine thing. <laughs> oh, like, oh yo, did you hear did you hear about Ellen? So, so you know how all these TV shows, obviously they're not in production or they can't, but a lot of them are doing like at-home shit. Yeah. Instead of using some of her actual staff, she went and she hired a fucking uh, – like scab entertainment company to come and do it at her at her place so she's not even paying any of her employees she's paying this other company and all these all her like staff and employees are pissed wow yeah but aren't they all union so if the union you know they're warner Bros. they're all union so if the union says you know you can't work i don't think they said that I, I don't think they said they couldn't work. I think the the stipulation was more of the uh, studio not allowing for production. So you can do it at their house if you if you allow them to work at your house. I I read somewhere where you know the union was involved with that. So oh, with her? Yeah, with her show. And so sounds like, like a, a oh, okay, sounds like a PR. So, so what um what's the next shit anyway. what's the next story yeah, arc story arc you guys got time to read what's the next story arc you want to do we we never did court of owls i've been yeah, i've been itching to chip away at that new 52 batman omnibus snyder's gonna do robin that robin night one <clears throat> not if i have anything to do with it <laughs> oh, wait, <let's> go. <laughs> yeah court of owls could be cool you know, like do that little talent talent run too. Black Mirror. I think I think we should do Kevin Smith's Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Cacophony and widening gyre. What do you? I mean, that shit is really bad. <laughs> just like, <laughs> it's it's like I read it. I mean, it's it's just not good. I don't know. I can't believe he. You don't like a whole arc with Maxi Zeus as the villain. I mean, you got Batman pissing his pants and smoking oh, weed and God. and this, and I'm just like, well, you know. Yeah. I don't know if it's better than Odyssey or not, but <laughs> <laughs> if you get through Neil Adams' Odyssey, then you know, who knows? There's only a handful of stories in the 80-year history that are not good. Everything, everything else is at least good and up. You know what I mean? Good or good to great. 
What about Harleen? We need to do Harleen. And that's a that's a banger. Some the, some the Dini digital stuff that's been dropping. Did we ever do Death in the Family? Was that BG before Grumps? No, we never did that. No, that'd be a good one. Death in or Death I like of... the whole. Uh... No, Death in the Family. Well, well, I'm Death, death out too. Yeah. That, I mean that that might be a good continuation since we just finished uh, the cult. You know? yeah, that that cult man was a banger. You guys, you guys went into overtime. Uh, man, that, that took was, me. Yeah. That took me a long time to edit because we had like seven or eight people, and that, that was I don't know what it was. Room. Well, it was like I don't know if it was our connection, but with that many people, it's like someone would speak, and then there'd be a long pause, and then someone yeah. else. And so I was like having to clip He's those overloaded. together. Overlording, yeah, yeah, have, having that many having that many people is always a problem. Um, have you? Oh, you know what? I think uh, I think New Fifty Two would be good. The uh, Snyder Capullo stuff because I think so you got, too. You got Quarter Owls, Night Owls. I really want to do. I really. I'm itching to reread Death of the Family. Yeah. I want to do a death, zero year and to see there you to, go. to see uh, if it, if holds, it holds up or not. Like, everyone shit on it when it was coming out monthly, but. I want to revisit to see if it actually is 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 like that good or not. I want to revisit. I would have liked it if it was like four issues. Yeah, it was, it was a year, like wasn't it? Fucking forever. Yeah, I kind Literally of like the whole jo- riddle bots taking over the city and uh, you know stuff like that. So you know. It's- yeah, because they're they're run they're winding down their run finally. So it'd be a good idea to go back and start it from yeah. at least through zero year. And then, and then Endgame's one of my favorite arcs. I loved Endgame in uh, in the New Fifty Two run. It can be a good time to review some of uh, some of their hits uh, leading into Death Metal. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, oh man, we it... never got the the Dark Knights Metal fucking Omnibus. Man, the shit was supposed to come out and never came out. I really wanted the when. Well, Snyder spilled the beans, and then I don't know what happened. Like they just never solicited. Oh, you're right. But it was supposed to be a Dark Knight's Metal omnibus, which would have fucking been a. Maybe they're trying to wait for this. Yeah, Yeah, that would have been good. But uh, um, yeah, I wouldn't mind reading that again too. You know, I like the Dark Knights and uh, Batman the Laughs and all the those. You know, was it Dawnbreak and all those guys? Those are pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah. those the one shots were good. But the the one shots were. The one shots of those, and also um, the uh, what was the other one, Robin? The uh, the one where it had the Teen, the Teen Titans issue. Uh, uh, Gotham Resistance. Yes, was yeah, it Gotham sure. Resistance? Yeah, there were there were two side stories that got collected in uh, in one trade paperback. Gotham Gotham Resistance was one. Ah, uh, shit, what was the other? But uh, I think uh, that first appearance of Batman Who Laughs was in. Uh, Oh. Gotham Resistance. Yeah, I think I like that one just as much as the main one. Kingdom Come would be an interesting read too. That's you know we should cover some of the classics, or even uh, what's the Darwin Cook one? Uh, uh, New Frontier. Frontier. New Frontier, which is you know, we could just. You know what I, I mean? You know what I would like to try, and this is just my idea. Is like, I would like to also discuss stories that are in the Gotham. You know, setting, but other characters besides just Batman. You know, like your Nightwing, your Huntress, your you know Catwoman titles or something like that. Good ones. Like, what are the best of? Yeah. Mm. Not just Batman, 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 Batman. Yeah. <laughs> would be a good idea to make. I, a I want to do just like 
What are everything? Because I think I think listeners and you know people that you know follow us, you know, they'd be interested in that. You know, well, you got eighty years to choose from. So yeah, uh, I I agree with that. Yeah, <clears throat> I still want to do a little golden age Mondays. I still want to see if I could hit that mark. There's so much good shit. Even animated movie reviews or, you know, stuff like that. We There's so much shit we actually haven't covered. The, uh, the guy who does, the guy who designs the packaging for the animated films, Scott, Scott McGrath, he uh, runs a uh, death metal label called Maggot Stomp Records. And I just got to talk, I just got to talking to him because of the record label. I was like, oh yeah, this and that. And, and he's like, oh yeah, I, uh, I design the uh, DV, I designed the Blu-ray packaging for all the DC animated films. I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, I've, I've worked on some of the transition and, and like the title cards for inside the movie too. I'm like, what the fuck? And so he's, he's down to come on. So we could like talk to him about the shit that he's done with, uh, the packaging for all the DC Universe uh, animated titles. What That's about cool. the girl that edits the Batman books? If we're gonna have these CD designers on, we might as well have the editor. Yeah, I've I've been talking to yeah, uh, Grumps is talking about someone else, but oh, uh, yeah, I've I've talked to to Molouche and also to uh, the uh, the DC Office people, but I I wasn't expecting to hear back from the office workers during this. Yeah. Yes. Fuck. <laughs> hey, you, do anyone else watch the Harley Quinn series on the DC app? Cause no. I saw episode I've one. Heard from everyone seen. who has that it's good. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I actually want to watch it soon. So maybe we could do that everyone. too. That looks good. Yeah. I, I heard. Yeah, I heard it's uh it's pretty funny. So let me check that out. But yeah, so you know that's our take on possibilities and theories that might happen in the future with comic shops, conventions, and uh possible comic arc reviews that we got coming up soon Go home. you know like like we said just try your best to help your local comic shop you know because you're just helping yourself you're helping your friends yep help your local your comic friends shop. That, and and if you're there. and if you're a person running a shop and you're not opening your doors in some capacity you're hurting yourself and your customers you know good Hustle a bit, you know. Yeah. Get out, do some deliveries or some mailing. Make it happen. Yeah, lo- support your local small businesses, your comic shops, your, you know, your mom and pop restaurants or whoever. Take out, you know, get some food. Put a fucking mask on, and uh, you know, stay safe. Read comics, and we'll see you in the next episode of Bat Force Radio, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Hey, Gotham dwellers. Make sure to stop everything right now and subscribe to Batforce Radio. We can be found on iTunes and SoundCloud. Don't miss out. Guaranteed to satisfy all of your Batman and DC needs.